Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to live positively through the many and varied challenges of life. My co-host for today's show is my amazing friend, mentor, hero, and upcoming co-author, Kim Chim. Kim, tell uh, people a little bit about yourself before I interview or introduce your amazing friend and our guest today, Ronnie Yimsu. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. Hello, everyone. My name is Timothy Chim. I'm a survivor of cruel and harsh Pol Pot regime in Cambodia. This year is the 40th year of my new life after escaping from Pol Pot's death row in May 1975. I am an Allstate agency owner in Nanuet, Rockland County, New York, since 1987. You can reach me at 845-624-2500 for all your insurances and financial products needs in New York. Or you can go to my website at www.allstateagencies.com slash 021070. Tom, back to you. Thank you so much, uh, Timmer, and uh, if you live in New York, you better be dealing with Tim Kim, or I'm going to come down from Toronto and kick your butt. Uh, <laughs> our guest today, now, Tim, how do you pronounce Ronnie's last name properly? Ronnie is Yimsuth. Ronnie Yimsuth is an author, author of Facing the Khmer Rouge, a, Cambo- a Cambodian story. He's an activist, and he's been the subject of independent documentary films and reports by CBS News, NBC News, and PBS, among others. His many written works include, as as I mentioned, Facing the Khmer Rouge, but also Journey to Freedom and In the Shadow of Angkor. He's a senior landscape architect for the USDA Forest Service and is also involved in national and international NGOs. And I can't... uh, Pass it by without saying he's also the fa- founder of the, how do you pronounce it, Tim? Bacong Technical Bacong, College? Yes, Bacong Technical College, right. Which you are closely associated with and which uh, the two of you, your aim is to raise some money to support this amazing community and college, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. That, Welcome to the show the today, project. Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, how are you today? My pleasure to be here. Thank you, Tom and Tim. You're welcome. So, uh, interesting life. I guess it parallels, Ronnie, a lot of Tim's life, uh, or at least Tim's adventures in escaping Cambodia and the regime there, the horrible regime. Uh, Tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Get into some more detail, uh, Ronnie, so they can really understand your journey and uh, the many, many challenges you've faced along the way. Sure. It's my uh, pleasure to be here with you, uh, Tim and Tom, and with the uh, your audience. Um, thanks for having me on your program. Uh, my name is Ronnie Yimsut. 
I am also known as Ranajit in my native tongue, uh, Khmer. Ranajit mean, in Sanskrit means undefeated warrior. That means I don't quit. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, like, like Tim, I went through uh, Pol Polytechnic School, School of Hard Knock. That's what we call it. <laughs> we survived uh, horrible, horrible years. Uh, I am, uh, like as you said, uh, a landscape architect with the USDA. I do design work. I do a lot of tourism sites and uh, place you go camping, you hiking. Uh, most likely my work in, in Oregon, Washington, and in the eastern United States right now. Uh, I am also active in, in different uh, uh, social justice issues. Uh, you name it, I get involved. Uh, I have friends who are, you know, gay and lesbian and, and the works. And so I'm happy to see that they finally have the same equal right as all of us. Uh, very pleased, actually. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm here because of the, the historical uh, involvement of the United States in Southeast Asia, namely the Vietnam War. They call the American War on the other side of the planet. Uh, so that's why I am here, here a survivor of a regime that bent on destruction of their own people. Yeah. And so, and so Ronnie, Ronnie, you've witnessed, I guess, some of the same things that Tim has. You dead bodies, uh, people with uh, nothing to eat, uh, dire circumstances. Indeed, uh, talk I, uh, a little. I, I, talk. Talk a little bit about that because not I've too many people will ever go through no that. Level. Uh, mm. I call myself a survivor of the Khmer Rouge regime or the Killing Field regime. And, and I always say that what don't kill us only make us stronger. What I've seen, uh, no people should, should witness, should experience. They should not at all. It's just inhumane. Uh, people being starved to death, uh, worked to death. Mm. And, and if we didn't die, they just kill us, systematically kill us. It made oh. no sense. Oh. So it, it just, it's just mind-boggling. I, I am trying to find answer 40 years later, trying to find answer why they are doing that to, to us. And, and, you know, you get a lot of excuses, you know, Vietnamese and the KGB and the American, the Chinese, you name it. But ultimately, it's our own people. Our own stupidity, that's what caused this whole thing. We are our own demise, and, and we have not learned of, of this uh, demise, that we self-implosion. In other words, we're killing ourselves slowly, painfully, very brutally, at a personal level. I watched my family wow. being killed in a ditch in the middle of nowhere, mm. and they give us no reason besides that we are Khmang, or the enemy of the state. A baby who yet born, also an enemy. Okay. My sister-in-law, oh. who was eight months pregnant, also executed. Oh, what geez. are they guilty of? Absolutely nothing. They woke us to death, they starved us to death, and we did not die, they just killed us. So, wow. I am a living proof of a survivor. Of, I take this anger of the Khmer Rouge regime, uh, of the, the communist regime, and turn that anger into something positive. 
that's why I'm here today to uh, to share some of that positive uh, spin, not just negative uh-huh. about uh, survival and and war and and destruction, but also the positive side of things that we are all capable of. We yeah. humans are capable of many things, and, and genocide is one of those things that we are capable of, and we're doing it repeatedly. We do it to ourselves, we do it to other people, we do it to other tribe, we do it to other ethnic for ethnic cleansings. Um, so I am very uh, anti uh, people who anti uh, minority, anti ethnic this or that. In Cambodia, it's you or Vietnamese. I'm not pro Vietnam. I'm not pro anything. But when it comes to uh, uh, ethnic issue, you have to look at logically, not emotionally, because you you allow emotional to run its course, you get ethnic cleansings, and that's two way street. We kill the Vietnamese, the Vietnamese kill us. As simple as that. But today we want to talk what? about a positive thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, the negative aspect is the lesson that we learn. If we don't learn from this uh, pain, from this suffering, from this anger, then we're bound to repeat it. And I like to share how I learn to cope with it and how I deal with it. And I want others to learn to cope with it, to deal with it and be successful at what you do every day, one day at a time. I think that's why I'm here. Wow, and uh, what, a, what a, a sad story. Like in North America, a very small percentage of people can even relate to being anywhere near such horrible, horrible circumstances. And uh, Tim knows, uh, Ronnie, when I speak and I talk, I... I remind people that living in North America is a global blessing. Four out of ten people in the world live on less than $2 a day, and we, all three of us, are no nicer than those people Mm -hmm. that live on $2 a day. Uh, So anything we complain about in North America, we should smack ourselves in the head, be quiet, (laughs) and go about making a change instead of complaining. Indeed. Timmer, why don't you uh, grab a question there? Well, Ronnie, you are, I know i know you well, and you are a very active person. In fact, one of the most active person I know uh, among all of my friends. You have done so many things for yourself, for your society, as well as for your country, uh, Cambodia. I have noticed that. Uh, what do you really, really, really hope to accomplish in life? What are some of the uh, major challenges or obstacles that you face? Yes, Tim. Uh, you know, I want, as a survivor who's been through a lot at a young age, I want to grow up and leave a mark on planet Earth, on people, on society as a whole. I want to make a difference. I want to make a real difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one people at a time, one family at a time one community at a time, uh, one country at a time, and so on. And I want to leave a legacy, a long-lasting legacy mm-hmm. for future generations yet to come. And, and, and I made those marks in three different areas, as I noted uh, in my uh, uh, shared document. Uh, one is the literature. Uh, writing is one of my uh, therapeutic sessions for me. That's how I cope with pain and suffering. I do a lot of writing. That's one. And number two, I deal with the uh, genocide issue 
I deal with the uh, UN Tribunal of the Khmer Rouge uh, directly and get involved, not just stand on the sideline, but actually get involved. And the third one would be the BTC project, the Bagong Technical College, which has been developed in the last four or five years. Uh, we ran into some hiccup, but uh, we'll, we'll get back on our track no, no sooner. But those are the three legacies that, that, we, uh, that I uh, want to leave behind for future generations. Literacy, literacy in, in books, article and, and, and essay uh, dealing with social issue, uh, environmental, economic, you name it. And then, and then the, uh, the genocide issue, which have, have, affect all humanity as a whole, not just myself and my community, and also the, the project for the future, educating the young mind who will become the, uh, the people who take over this planet after, we, after I'm gone, after you're gone. So I want to mm. make sure that we want to install that in place. Uh, to do those three things, it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of commitment, a lot of time, energy, and resources. And, and you have to have the drive. And sometimes you run into challenges that, that say, okay, I'm going to quit. But you can't quit because you are in so deep. You got to keep going. And mm-hmm. there are price to pay. I mean, you, you don't go to your son's soccer game. Uh, you know, you skip some of that. And you don't go to your daughter's place. Those are hard on me, but sometimes you have to find that balance and, and, right. and, and, and do what you can uh, to balance the family, the job, and the hobby. Uh, I call this sort of hobby uh, of mine. Uh, those are obstacles that, uh, that I have to overcome. It's find a balance. There's only 24 hours a day, and I put eight hours in sleep, eight-hour eight family, and eight-hour work. You know, there's not much left, right? So we take less, <laughs> less sleep a little less from family, and, and I still have to work eight hours a day. And that's how I accomplish things, by, wow. by, by, not, by not, you know, by, not, by working hard, by focus, have a plan, uh, take, take uh, uh, active steps, one small step at a time, but, but very active step. Because you can dream about, you can daydream all you want to. If you don't implement that, that plan, then, then you're, not getting, you're not getting anywhere. Uh, so what I do well is that I plan it. I sing in three-dimensional. I, th- I, I was trained to, be, uh, think, to sing that way, look at sing in three-dimensional, and, and process step by step. And I run to a jam. There's one, more than one way to skin a cat. That's the <laughs> <much>, uh, approach. <laughs> well, you got me excited here, Ronnie. You're speaking my language. Holy cow. So legacy. <laughs> So true. When you have a lasting legacy that's going to last generations past you live, and you have a definite purpose, having a definite purpose means you have to get rid of a bunch of things that you would really like to do. You can go occasionally to your son's soccer game, but you can't go to everyone. You have a purpose that will impact people that your son will never meet, and yet you'll never meet. And this right. is when you have a definite purpose, it allows you to focus like a laser on that purpose, and it forces you to say, okay, what's on the perimeter of my life that I have to cut down or cut out? TV, for instance, uh, but maybe every other soccer game instead of everyone. As you said, it's a very precious balance. But when you're thinking three, four, five generations down the road, Some important. of my friends hang out at bar after work. 
I hang out at community <laughs> meetings. Uh, and so that's what driven me. That's what gave me pleasure. That's what gave me the kick. And, and, and so you have to find, you know, how much time you want to spend at meeting, how much time you want to spend doing things and allocate accordingly. And, and I'm, I'm really good at that uh, in terms of tasking and, and allocate time and finding balance. It's not easy. I'm telling you, it's not no. easy. But it can be learned. And you can train <laughs> yourself to be really good at it. Right. And if you have the cooperation of your wife and your kids and they know your strong purpose and your legacy, oftentimes they will be like, Dad, you go. Like, this is important. We know you love us. You go create your legacy and impact those people. And when your family can share in your same purpose and your same legacy, that gives you power that you can never get anywhere else, I imagine. Right. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So, okay, I well, got one uh, question, Tom. Sorry. Ronnie, uh, yes. let, let's go to your one of your legacies, um, the Khmer Rouge trial, right? You and I escaped from uh, Cambodia's killing fields. Uh, might not be at the same time or the same place, but from the same bloody hands or killers, I would say. For the last few years, these people have been put on trial in Cambodia, one of your interests that I know, like you said, the legacy, is to see that those who were responsible for the killings and destructions will be punished or so that justice uh, will be done. What do you think about the United Nations-sponsored Khmer Rouge trial? What else do you want to see comes out of this trial, though? I, I'm, I'm going to be frank. Uh, initially, I support the uh, KRT, the UNKRT, the, the, the ECC. I think they're doing a good job early on, and then they drag on because of politics, because of interference, because of corruption, you name it. They've been accused of many different things. But they remain focused on putting five most responsible people in the docket and give them a fair trial, which they did. They accomplished that in about five years' time. Uh, but they have not achieved a full uh, objective which including the level two, um, those who are less responsible, but they're just as responsible for a lot of death and destruction. Uh, I think, I think in, in, in that sense, they have achieved uh, satisfaction, maybe a B rating, but later on it becomes dragging. It, it's, it become, uh, because of the lack of funding, uh, they become more problematic uh, to achieve their, their goal and success they found earlier. And so they're losing support. And, and, and that's what I'm fearing for the, uh, the tribunal, is that they're losing support, they're losing funding, and they may not fully achieve their objective of putting more uh, Khmeru rank and power on trial. Those who, who are more responsible at the uh, district level who kill you know, up to 250,000 people, some of these people. Wow. That's a lot of people. Ronnie, uh, like Tim, Tim has learned some amazing lessons about resilience. I don't think anything he comes across in the U.S. will ever phase him, no matter what happens after he's gone through what he's gone through. What lessons have you learned as far as resilience and never giving up and pursuing your purpose that, that you could share with listeners? Well, uh, Tom, any time that you can get up from bed in the morning, you have achieved success. Okay. Right. You can pull yourself out of bed early in the morning, 
and doing what you need to do, meditation, breakfast, what have you, you have achieved your success already. And, and for me, uh, my, my philosophy that is that you have to dream big and then go after it with a gusto. Don't, don't go after it like, ah, if I fail, it's fine. You know, go for it. And if you fail, it's a lesson learned. Try different mm-hmm. things. Do it step by step. That's the lesson I learned. And don't, don't be afraid to uh, make mistakes. Don't, don't be afraid of, of, of failure. Don't be afraid of people say, ah, you're not going to amount to anything because there's a lot of naysayers. You can't achieve this. You can't achieve that. But you can dream big. You can go after it. You can achieve anything. Starting by getting up off your bed in the morning. That's my philosophy. Nice. Nice. Amazing and simple philosophy, uh, but so powerful and so much in it. Uh, for us, especially in North America, we should be eternally grateful for every day we live here where the struggles are not the same as those in Cambodia or those living on less than $2 a day. That's sort of powerful. Uh, Timmer, do you have uh, another question or two for the amazing Ronnie? So my next question is uh, pertaining to Ronnie's success thus far. He, he's done a very, very good uh, job in terms of being a successful Cambodian or Khmer, I know. I would like to congratulate him personally for having achieved so many things in life. And and you wrote books, uh, Ronnie. You wrote many books out there. I think uh, the main one is being used in college or school in America can you talk a little bit about that book? Yeah, it, it, uh, the latest book that I had was uh, called Facing the Khmer Rouge. It published mm-hmm. by Rutgers University Press in 2011. It has uh, sold fairly well commercially, uh, and it sold to different colleges uh, in hardbound copy. Um, many colleagues started picking up somebody's book, and it ran out of stock uh, from what I was told. That's a good sign. Uh, you know, I don't make a lot of money from it, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, it doesn't make money to, to write book. <laughs> uh, you write books to, edu- to educate people. And for me, it, it's a therapeutic to write books and to write uh, stories. And this one took me 13 years, uh, t- uh, Tim, uh, to, uh, to accomplish uh, the publication of this book and to share widely. It's not easy, 13 years. has been a difficult uh, process. But at the end, I can call with satisfaction that I've done my best and, and, and has been recognized so by, by uh, the readers. And, and, and they gave me feedback. And, and, and that's, to me, it's a uh, validation of my uh, accomplishment, that I've done a good job and that uh, there's still some flaw in my book. There's still some issue that people pointed out. Uh, but but overall, I think I achieve uh, fairly uh, successful uh, accomplishment there. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the Baycom Technical College. I see on the website you're targeting local women. So yes, that's interesting. I, you know, I began to buy property that belonged to my uh, family for a long, long time, you know, like three, four hundred years. Uh, they've been in this area for a long time, and they hold uh, different administrative job, uh, at different title, educator, administrator, in this area. So uh, I want to honor my my uh, my family who who've been in this area for a long time. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how to best honor them 
by buying by land at first, a little bit at a time, uh, one one plot at a time, you know. Uh, eventually, we get about you know almost five acre total, and, and then uh, the idea of becoming technical colleague coming to mind in about 2009, 2008. Uh, so I start developing that program. I start with the design, start with a big dream, like like I always done with anything else, and then work my way, uh, bringing other people involved, uh, individual organization, uh, government, uh, local, uh, get people involved. And that's how I was able to uh, transform an idea from a concept uh, to into a drawings and to uh, implementation on the ground, and we, we've done that in the last five years. Um, so, Bacon Technical College, the idea is to educate women in vocational and technical field. Uh, you name it, from uh, handicraft to uh, computer uh, programming to um, tourism, because that's where the money is uh, in this area. And, and so, education is the key to economic prosperity. And, and stability, and because of lack of, of education, women tend to hold the low-ranking uh, jobs uh, position as merchant and, and sell in the market. They don't make a whole lot of money, and they don't have the responsibility as they should have because they're the, they're the economic engine of Cambodia. They are the uh, bread maker in a family in Cambodia. Uh, because most Cambodian men, I, I hate to say this, but they're mostly drunk and, and, and <laughs> uh, you know, it's sad to see the state of uh, drunkenness and a lot of, that's why you have a lot of accidents, a lot of drive, uh, drunk driving, a lot of drinking and driving, mm-hmm. and then they get home and beat the wife, and the wife the one yeah. who makes money for the family. Right. And I want right. to uh, shift that uh, that paradigm shift from from static fall to empower the woman to help themselves uh, through different means. Uh, it's starting with education and, and micro, micro lending programs so they can start their own business, uh, self-help program such as Cowbank Project as part of BTC. Uh, we already implement some of these uh, uh, concepts on the ground. Uh, our test pilot at first it became successful, so we continue to do that. We have Bike Bank, Cowbank Projects, uh, that, that is active. Uh, we still continue that program. Uh, the school's not yet open uh, because construction is not finished. We ran into some legal issue with the local population who we install uh, to, to take charge of the project, but we're working to clear that logjam so we can proceed with the finish of the school and we'll get it done and start to, to, to program uh, development. We already have a plan how to teach what program uh, number of instructor, number of student, what what class to teach. Um, we have a list of uh, written plan documentation in place, and we have, do have some funding for implementation. It's just that our construction is not yet finalized because of contract issue, uh, an illegal issue, like I mentioned earlier. So we're, we're working through that log jam right now through uh, legal means. Wow, I see. I see on the BTC website that you received a Toronto Rotary Club grant. And I that's live in correct. Toronto. Actually, I've spoken Toronto, at the Toronto Rotary Club. Yes, Toronto is the biggest uh, supporter. They actually bring uh, a lot of, uh, it's about 90 volunteer hours. Not, not, not wow. hours, but 90 volunteer people come over uh, three different times to help construct this building, construct this school. 
construct some of these uh, community center and hospital and, and orphanage that, that part of our BTC program. So we have 90 volunteer people that come uh, just about every year, every other year, and, and, and pitch in the money and, and to the program as well. Some of these are retirees from Canada, uh, many of them are from Canada, from Australia, and from the U.S. And so, um, yeah, indeed, Toronto is, is a big uh, supporter of our program. Wow. Woohoo. Yay, go Toronto. Yes. <laughs> so you and should come I, down I, I here and see him and visit me. I gotta mention Chris Snyder. He's the uh he's a big guy at in in Toronto that uh, uh the man who lead the, the charge the last five years. Uh without Chris we as partnership we won't uh, get this far so soon. But we got wow. we came a long way and we, we did got the hundred thousand dollar grant, centennial grant from Toronto. Uh, Rotary Club, and we're able to build uh, a, a, a two buildings uh, so far. Uh, and so it, it's in the honor that we're going to name those buildings, uh, education buildings wow. from Rotary Club. Amazing. Now, so to, call this a to call this a technical college is not even the correct term, because you are try you are tr you're trying to build a self-sustaining village, teach right. people the skills, uh, help them be entrepreneurs, loan them the money they need. Right. You are trying to just change a whole village and create a whole village way beyond what a college generally does for someone. And boy, well, that's campus, pretty exciting. The campus is designed to have uh, a dormitory, a cafeteria, a community center, so that it become a focal point, become a node that people can come together and synergize and create this new dynamic environment that can change society from local to uh, communal to district and to provincial, hopefully nationally. And we want to replicate this thing all over the country when we achieve our, our model. This is a pilot program, this one. This is the first of many we hope to achieve. Uh, and I believe Tim is part of the uh, uh, the team that, that drive the uh, uh, the action uh, of uh, board of directors, and so we we are pushing try to get one model, one pilot in place that is almost perfect, and polish it, and we want to replicate that throughout the country, and hopefully uh, export to other parts of the world that could use this kind of uh, uh, new thinking, new energy, right. new uh, dynamic. Yeah, Tom, uh, Tom uh, just on a side note, I was talking or discussing with uh, Ronnie about uh, bringing our Science of Success course to uh, implement in that school. And Ronnie said it was a great uh, idea, and I think we're going to bring that in one of these days. Wow, wow. Yeah, we want to get people involved in, uh, you know, you gotta, you got to be a business-minded person. So we're going to teach business 101 on top of what uh, vocational trade that we're going to be taught at school. And, and so there's a number of schools within the school, within the campus, that are going to be uh, uh, specifically directed by a director, and, and we're going to have 300 students. We're hoping two-thirds will be women candidates uh, a year. So out of 300, 200 will be women, will be female, and at community wow. college level at uh, Again, it is a technical college, but it really is a vocational uh, college, uh, teaching trade and craft and, and business-minded people, uh, entrepreneurial spirit, uh, and that's what drives the local economy. I, I believe there's 
the small scale, the microeconomic, that's what drives the national economy. Right. And bring people exactly. out of poverty. Great job. Amen. Amen. So far, we uh, employed, employed about 43 workers uh, the last four or five years in construction. That is huge. We, we, were the biggest, we are the biggest employer in this area uh, for, for a while now uh, in, in construction. Wow. Well, Ronnie, I can tell you, uh, you have a huge fan in Tim Chin because I took a plane, sat beside him on the way back from Ireland. I think it's a six-hour flight. And I think he could have talked for eight hours about the college <laughs> and his dreams of teaching Napoleon Hill in Cambodia and how the principles could impact his country people and help change right. their lives. Uh, I'm sure if it was a 13-hour flight, I would still be listening to it. Well, it's a, it's a, I must admit, it's a great concept. Uh, implementation, a little bit rough on the edge, uh, but we'll, we'll get there uh, slowly and surely. Steadily. Well, you're you're working in a country with not the same uh, easy to implement infrastructure as North no, America. No, we have to we have to start working from scratch. I mean, literally yeah. from scratch. And our volunteer has been mind, body, and spirit, and financial. They've been at it the last four or five years. You know, they 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 put the heart and soul into it, knee, elbow, and and bruise and scratches and you name it. They're involved, and they have ownership. Mm. And that's what this is all about. It's what makes it happen, is that people have ownership. Not just the uh, international, but local as well. Most of them are volunteers. Wow. Well, you got Tim on your side, and that means that that goal is going to be accomplished. <laughs> I don't think he gives up on anything. Not, not on anything, Tamara. We will make a difference, right, Ronnie? We're going to try our best. And can I ask Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, any last uh, comments? Uh, any last uh, uh, nice words for our friend Ronnie, uh, Tim? Yeah, Ronnie, your first and second legacy uh, was explained, and now this is the BTC project, is your third legacy. Now, this last question for me to you. When do you think that the uh, obstacles that you are facing now is going to end? Is it within a month, two months, a year, or what? Uh, give uh, uh, give, think, give some hope no to more, our listeners. Yeah, no more than three months uh, because seeing at the legal level take time. It's in the process. It's in the work. So we hope to clear that law jam within three months' time. It has been uh, almost two years now that we're going through this process. And it's frustrating at time, and it's costly at time. But we're getting close to uh, the, the final destination. Um, but the journey has been uh, exciting, to say the least. Mm. <laughs> and it's an ongoing Excellent. journey. There's, there's going to be more of them. Yes, Tom, you're correct. An ongoing right. Yeah, I was, uh, I was telling Ronnie, saying, look, if you don't have a school to teach these kids, we're going to have to do whatever we have to do. We're going to teach them below the trees or, you know, in, in the rice fields or whatever it takes. These people cannot wait, Ronnie. They cannot wait. The moment that they wait, those waiting time becoming more difficult for them to do anything. So I think, uh, uh, you know, I commend you, my friend, to uh, to fight head on with the issues there, and uh, hopefully like that I one said, of we, these days we, did we can our best to clear yeah. the uh, log jam at the local level. 
because we work mm-hmm. in different country. Cambodia is, is Cambodia is a strange place to uh, do business, and and they're legal, they're, they're administrative, they're the number of issues that had to be clear. And we have to learn from them, and, and we have to teach them how to do things professionally and, and, and acceptable, uh, you know, intellectual level. It, it's, uh, it has not been easy. But they learn from us, and we learn from them. Uh, that's, that's what's important. And we move forward. And that's the key word. Amen. Key word. <laughs> wow, you having you two guys on the show has got me all excited here. I gotta go sell something <laughs> to somebody, or uh, I gotta do something here. <laughs> like Tom, like Ronnie say, he say, life is too short. Dream big and then go get them. Now, right. and then he says, a good person builds a small circle around himself. A better person builds a larger circle that included his family and friends. A great person, however, builds a great big circle that includes his community and society as well. I love this philosophy. And I now, uh, preach. All right. Now, um, oh, you can he's talking our really language. Well. He's talking our language, you know, Tom. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow, wow. Is he ever? And you've been hanging around him a lot. You can quote him very well. <laughs> yeah, and um, well, I just want to let uh, the people know that if you are interested in helping Ronnie or helping Baco Technical College, you can go to uh, our website and. I think it's www.bakongtechcollege.org, right, Ronnie? It's a, it's a new, we, we changed to uh, www.btc.cambodia.org. That's a new website that we are developing. Okay. Okay, there you go. You there just go. got it from the co-founder. And uh, so go to the website, help them out. Volunteer your time, volunteer your money. Don't volunteer your money. Give your time, volunteer. Indeed. Your, give your money, volunteer you give, your time. You can give different things. Uh, exactly. Income, cash, energy, you name it. Support. Do something. Just do something. Yeah. Right. That's the idea do that something. you have to pitch in and, and share and give a part of you because you want to leave legacy as well and, and show your children that you are better than uh, just wasting your breath. Right. We're put on this earth for a purpose. Bottom so line. before you go, uh, Ronnie, would you care uh, telling the uh, listeners a little bit about who is involved with this Bargone Technical College? Yeah, we have, um, from an international uh, standpoint, we have many from, uh, we have one from Canada, from Toronto, Chris Schneider. We have uh, uh, you, Timothy, from New York, uh, myself from Milwaukee, Joan Fry now from, uh, from uh, Minnesota. Uh, Moni uh, from uh, Hawaii, Elizabeth from Eugene, Oregon, uh, Carol from Denver, uh, excuse me, Shirley Cannon from uh, from Denver, and we have uh, Christine Sue, see from San Francisco. So we got a diverse people on, on a board from different part of the country um, involved, and also Janet Lindsbaum from uh, Australia. Also, uh, join us uh, as a board member, a nine board member. So we have a, a nine active board member who uh, who guide the process, who guide the program, and help us develop develop budgets and and function and 
push forward with, with the program because they believe in it as well. And also some people in Cambodia, right? Yeah, we have local uh, volunteers. Uh, right now we have local volunteer uh, team in Cambodia that uh, uh, take charge of local stuff that we assign them. Uh, hopefully we'll tra- can transfer them become uh, uh, staff uh, based on their uh, merit, not on based on nepotism or friendship or anything like that, but based on their skill, based on their ability, and based on uh, we're going to show them how to do things professionally. And that's how we start, wow. train people and put them in the right place with the right uh, skill. Now, are you guys going to be repeating this uh, interview in Cambodian or uh, whatever? Uh, yes, we're going to chat in Cambodian in the next few days after we uh, air this out, Tom. Sounds, sounds nice. good. I, I won't be able to host. I won't be able to co-host on that one. <laughs> well, you have to learn this thing, you know. Don't give up too soon, Tom. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll be speaking in Cambodia one day. I'll make sure you uh, visit Cambodia, Tom, soon. Nice. Very good. That's, that's well, one of Tom's dreams, to be with us in Cambodia. Right? Yes. Hopefully uh, when we all right. That would be amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Ronnie. You got me but, excited. Uh, you're a man on a Tom. mission. You're a man with a legacy, you're a man with a purpose, and I wouldn't want to be in your way on any of those things because I know you're <laughs> going to do whatever it takes to fulfill that legacy. Well, I need a lot of help. Uh, I can't go alone. You know, it takes a village to raise a child. The same thing. It takes <laughs> well, a, whole, a whole world to, uh, to help raise some of this program that I'm, I'm involved in. So, yeah, every bit help. I think okay, Ronnie. Yeah, it has been a, a great pleasure, my friend, indeed, to chat with you. And again, thank you for your time. And okay, that's all the time we have for today, right, Tom? It is. Amazing. Yes, Another thanks. amazing interview. Thanks so much, Sharon. Yes, thank, thank you, you for your time and, and also attention for the, for tuning in to this special program on Journey to Success Radio Network. Again, I'm Timothy Chim along with Tom Cunningham. And don't forget, if you or anyone you know have a story to tell, share it here on Journey to Success Radio Network. Right, Tom? You're right. Thanks so much, Tim. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtutall.com for details.